0: Welcome to the Simple Walk Podcast. We're Craig and Diane Brown. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about being faithful in our life and understanding how we fit in the body of Christ. We'll be using 2 Timothy 2, verses 20 through 22 to learn more about this. Let's get started. So in last week's episode... That's episode 27 called The Sower, the Seed, and the Soil try and say that fast three times. <laughs> we referenced 2 Timothy 20, I think through 23. Mm-hmm. And we decided that it was worth going into that a little bit deeper.
1: Yeah, it really is a profound passage. We thought we should just touch this a little bit.
0: And, and Craig, you were saying that we should probably begin with verse 15 of 2 Timothy 2 and then hop over. Yeah, I mean,
1: we don't want to do a verse by verse because it just takes so long to really start doing an expository investigation into the depths of the verses. And it's really amazing. I mean, Paul was writing to Timothy. The first book of Timothy was pretty amazing. He was really, he loves Timothy. Timothy was like, almost like his apostle apprentice, you know, because Paul was basically handing off the ministry to him. And that's kind of what these two books are about. Paul sewing into Timothy, giving him structure for the church. And and so really giving him uh, a lot of information that was in relation to, to church and development of churches. Because Timothy was, he would go and he wasn't just a particular church. He was probably at Ephesus when this was happening. But Paul, he went from church to church as Paul did with Paul in the beginning, but he also had the same kind of anointing on him that Paul had. Paul was kind of handing off the anointing to him in a certain sense. And so Timothy was in this process of the first book of Timothy was all about Paul pouring into him, making sure that there was no error in the church and he was speaking against those that would come in and that would bring error. And then in the second Timothy, it was great passion because this is probably Paul's last book that he wrote. And so it's great passion into this book about this is um, you know, the end of his ministry and how that he has sown into the hearts and the lives of of the people that he's he's brought the revelation of the word to. And it is a profound book in that relation. And so we're kind of coming in now where Paul is speaking in verse 15 of, of chapter 2. And go ahead and read that, and then we'll jump up to verse 20 and start there.
0: Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth.
1: And that's really important. Be diligent, you know, which is an action word, right?
0: So, I have that one circled in my Bible yes. in that verse.
1: It's a great verse. Um to present yourself. So we want to approved unto God. So we're presenting ourselves really. Our relationship with God is before Him. I mean, we are what we do is before the throne of God. He's looking, He's concerned about each and every one of us and our development and our life, our relationship with Him, because He loves us so much that He literally sent his son, right? Mm -hmm. To die for us. And so we have now been given through Jesus shed blood and through his sacrifice, we've been given this ability to become his child, the child of God. When you accept Jesus, a child of God is born within you. And so he really does care about his relationship with us. He really cares about each one of you listening. And he's just really is pouring himself into us. He's given us his word. He wants to give us his revelation so that we can grow into full maturity. And that's kind of what this is about. He says, though, but you be hungry, be diligent. Remember, the beginning of wisdom is the reverence and the fear of God. So having this active relationship with him where you're just reverencing and loving him and giving yourself back to him and laying down your life because you see how glorious he is.
0: Well, and where this says, be diligent to present yourself approved mm. to God. Yes. That shows you that we, we have things that we need to be doing to be diligent.
1: That's right. Yes. And that's kind of what, where we're going to head into all of this. Approved unto God, a workman that is not to be ashamed. What it's referring to here, let's go on and finish that verse. It says, a workman that is not to be ashamed or need not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And that also means in the uh, New American Standard Version, which I like because of the way that they really dig into the Greek, it's accurately handling the word of truth. Hmm. So because in this situation... Each one of us has been given and we study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that is not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth or properly handling the word of God. And so that means that how we take that word and absorb it and allow it to become infused into our being. How we respond to that, that's what glorifies God. That we properly allow His Holy Spirit to give us proper interpretation. And so that's why we wanted to look at these verses. So let's jump up to verse 20.
0: So we'll start with 20 and 21. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter... He will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work.
1: And that is really cool when you think about it, and a great house. And this is like a great house. The picture is a beautiful home, a beautiful place. And so it's what God looks at us and he wants to see us. This We are potentially a great house for his glory.
0: And when you think about how the the Bible talks about us being the abode exactly. or home mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit, then that really takes this meaning to a deeper level rather than just looking like a house. Exactly. But we are that house.
1: We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And so that's kind of the point here. But Jesus came. We have this enemy that lives within each one of us, right? And the enemy is our flesh. Jesus came to conquer the flesh so that he could uh, set us free from the bondage of the flesh and the sin nature that we have inside of us. That's in our flesh realm. But when you surrender your life to Christ, all of a sudden, rather than the flesh ruling, the spirit begins to rule your life. And so your great house, when you accept Jesus, it becomes this great place for the Holy Spirit to dwell. All of a sudden, the flesh needs to take a back seat. You need to let the, the lordship of Jesus Christ rule your heart and your life so that you can become all that God desires for you to be as his child. But if you don't, and so that's why each one of us has this responsibility to take the Word and rightly dividing the Word of truth um, so that we will not be ashamed, that means that we're going to take the Word of God and we're going to bring every thought into the obedience of Christ. We talk about that in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, where it talks about casting down vain imaginations. We've used this quite a bit. Um, But it has everything to do with bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ.
0: So bringing thoughts into captivity, that would be basically the wooden clay are the, the thoughts that, that are
1: not glorifying to God. And so that's, that is exactly right. When it's talking about in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Now the gold and the silver is, are the vessels of honor. Those are the vessels that are tried and true. Those are the vessels that have eternal value to them. The wood and the clay are the, is the flesh that rules. The Bible says the flesh wars against the spirit.
0: So let's talk about how we can cleanse ourselves from the ladder, which is the wood and the clay,
1: mm-hmm.
0: because it's giving us a command to do that. Exactly. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the ladder, he will be a vessel for honor. So,
1: How does that work? It works by, the Bible says, to hide his word in your heart that you might not sin against him. And that's in correlation to what we read in verse 15, right? Where it talks about, be diligent to present yourselves approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. It's talking about the word of God. And you hide his word in your heart and so that you're going to rightly divide it. What was that word that it used in the New American Standard? It was accurately handling the word of truth.
0: So then it goes on after verse 21 to talk about, well, it begins with, maybe a little bit of wood and clay there,
1: right? which is
0: flee also youthful lusts. In
1: verse 22, well, it it has to do with um, what as a youth, we're really, that's where you're in the process of not, you're not walking in maturity yet, right? So you're still in this process of allowing, uh, of trying to bring all of these things into obedience. Each one of us goes through a process in our development in Christ. And so when you're young in Christ, you're still warring against, the flesh is still raging, trying to have its its foothold in your life.
0: Well, and some people stay in that place mm-hmm. forever.
1: It's true. So when it says, flee also youthful lust, it's talking about the lust that our flesh Uh, are warring against the Spirit in the early developments of our relationship with Christ. So it really has everything to do with recognizing that those lusts, whatever those might be in each one of our lives.
0: Yes, which it's going to be different for every person.
1: It is. So those lusts, those are the things that we want to flee from. Because in other words, you don't want to give place to those you don't want to give in to those lusts of the flesh and paul was writing to timothy and timothy was about 30 years old so he was in development like i say he was kind of an apprentice you know but these are these are still things that were Raging against him, trying to destroy each one of us has this war, this battle, this spirit. We get dis- discouraged. Maybe things aren't going as fast as we want them to go. Maybe it feels kind of like we're out out in a, you know the wilderness, or whatever the case might be in each one of our lives as we go through life. There's always going to be this uh, war against. The Spirit of God. And as we'll see here, as we press through this, this is just saying, flee, flee that.
0: And then it goes on to say, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart.
1: Yeah, that's so cool, isn't it?
0: So So, that's talking about our fellowship with our fellow believers. It is.
1: And check it out, though. So in verse 21, it says something that I feel is really, really important. Before we jump into the, the after flea also youthful us, it says in verse 21, it says, therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor. Now think about honor. Honor is a matter of our nature, right? Honor is something, a vessel for honor. Honor is becomes our nature that we have inside of ourselves. And it says sanctified. Now, sanctification becomes a matter of position. We position ourselves before the throne of God. Our nature becomes honorable and our position becomes set apart unto the Lord. And then it says to become useful for the master. And that word useful is kind of a matter of practice. We are useful. We're actually, our practice begins to be useful so that God can use us in a mighty way so that what we do has eternal value to it, right? Useful for the master. And then it says prepared is a matter of training. So as we see here, there's in verse 21, it talks about this process that God wants each one of us to go through to mature. And then it says in verse 22, then it goes on to say, flee also youth us. And it says, but pursue righteousness. And righteousness is towards oneself. Something that I'm doing, it's pursue righteousness. I want to make sure that me, Craig, is doing righteous things that are pertaining to the righteousness of God, right? And so it's really important to, to recognize that. And it says pursue righteousness, faith. Now, faith is towards God. So I pursue righteous things, and the faith is in towards God that I have faith that he is, I'd grab hold of him and nothing is going to shake that, right? No matter what happens in our life, remember this, that no matter what comes against you, what's, what happens if you fall, if you are discouraged, if you are going through hard times, whatever the case is, there's only one hope and that is Jesus Christ. You can never let go of the hem of his garment. You can never let go. Hope, we've talked about that. It's a, it's a cord. You never let go of hope in God. Never let go. God is your only hope. He is our only source. And so that's what is going to get you through all of these hard times. You have to hang on to him, have faith in God.
0: So then the next two, love and peace with those who call upon the Lord out of a pure heart, are toward others.
1: Right. So love, think about that one, because that is towards others. Exactly right. And so that's the the whole thing. You put those three, righteousness, faith, towards God, and love towards others, and you know what happens? You have peace peace is a disposition of these three virtues. It's, mm. it's what comes as you have your seeking and you're in righteousness. You have faith towards God in your life and in your walk and relationship with others. It's all about the Lord, right? So you're pursuing righteousness, you have faith towards God, and you love people through the love of Christ, then you have peace.
0: Well, and it also helps you recognize peace. Better, You know how you've always said that God guides in two ways. Mm -hmm. One is through circumstances and one is through peace. Mm -hmm. I think that when we have set ourselves apart for him, when we have diligently sought him through his word, Hmm. it makes us more able to recognize his peace. In us, Mm -hmm. in all circumstances.
1: It's really true, huh? Just having His Holy Spirit there with us is just, it is such an amazing walk and relationship that He has and desires for each one of us to really begin to, um, this is what I love about the podcast idea. Because you can go back and rewind and you can grab hold of each one of these little ideas that we talk about and kind of chew on them and let them become a reality in your life. We might jam through them sometimes, but take your time and absorb these things because they are really profound insights that you have the food necessary to be able to walk in this place of victory in your life. And you have all of the tools necessary to to grow up into maturity. So here we are in verse twenty three Diane, I think maybe we need to continue this
0: because That's... there's a lot more in the remainder of uh chapter two of Second right. Timothy. <laughs> yes, there is so so can we just finish it maybe the next episode?
1: I think that would be awesome, you know, because a little bit more than we had thought we'd be able to get through a little faster, but I think that time dictates that we need to continue later,
0: okay. Let's do it.
1: All right. Well, we just want you to know how much we love you. We care so much about you, and we just pray that God will move mightily upon your life and really do study His Word to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that is not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of Truth. God bless you.
0: And we will see you on the next episode.